please note, this podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience. And contains offensive language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> hey. What's wrong? Why are you laughing? Nothing. I, <laughs> I, um, I was singing. You couldn't, I don't know if you could hear me or not. No. I, I had my... Um, headphones plugged into the laptop instead of into my recording box <laughs> classic if you are looking for dating advice super bowl appetizers an autographed ace ventura dvd you can't have mine or a star wars podcast then this might <laughs> be the podcast for you <laughs> then this is not this is not the podcast, podcast for you for you I'm Sarah, and that's Haley, and we're here to do whatever the hell we want. Cue the music. La 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 la. So, before we go any further, we would like to thank our sponsors, Fansets. This episode of Rewind is brought to you by Fansets, the place to get awesome pin collectibles. They have over 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins to pick from with new ones coming out every month. See all the pins and collectibles they got to offer at fansets.com. Fansets, we are Star Trek. <laughs> I was on their website yesterday and I saw a bow truckle from Harry Potter and I was like, I want it. What's that? That's like the, the in Fantastic Beasts. It was like the stick plant green little guy that he had on his finger that was running around. It was so cute. I loved it. No, I haven't seen that movie. <gasps> oh, it's good. You should. I'd rather just read the book. Mm, there you go. The textbook? Yeah. It's a textbook from Harry Potter. Yeah? It is. That yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> What is going on, girl? How the hell Dude, are you? Dude, hey, I am well. It's a a Wednesday. Oh, uh, Taco Wednesday. Tacos. I had pizza. Mm, Got, never heard uh, of it. Bo- yeah, I. It's a. It. Well, some people call it za. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I had some za. Uh. Anyway, it was delicious. Um. I am drinking a wine from California, Robert California. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've been watching The Office. Mm. Uh, it, it's good. So uh, what's new with me? Well, I rewatched Picard. Yeah. So that clarified some things for me that Ooh. I was too excited to Bef- understand. Before we go further, spoiler alert, Picard episode one discussion. Yeah, uh, true. A little bit, mm-hmm. though I'm not going to say much. Just just like, well, we watched it the first time together. I was yeah. like too excited to like pay attention and like actually take anything in. Yeah. And I think I had tears in my eyes the entire time. Mm-hmm. Also, for anyone who listened to the, like, the Patreon episode... <laughs> I uh, I should say that I deserve to be fucking lynched for calling the Romulans Vulcans, <laughs> but whatever. That's me. Not sorry. Just fucking wrong. But you also did say that you weren't paying attention. Your phone was blowing up. There was a lot of things that were factors in the fact that you saw pointy ears. I mean, I you could have said they were elves. I mean, whatever. <laughs> this is a Lord of the Rings crossover. Um, other than that, like not a heck of a lot, really. I got uh, I got some ink on Data's uniform on my mouse pad at work today. Work is also insane because of the coronavirus and I'm eating a lot of carbs to deal with that. There you How go. are you? Um, I have nothing major. Um, I have a funny story. Um, Brad was in California for a car show and to Robert visit California? Robert, California. <laughs> and uh, it's the same thing. <laughs> we, uh, we're going to Detroit next month, right? So we're going to support a friend who's building a vehicle to try and win the Riddler Award, which is like the Oscars of car awards. And it happens every year in Detroit. So sorry, like it's called the Riddler? The the, tr- the award is called the Riddler, named after some guy named, named something after the Riddler. Riddler. The Riddler, exactly. He was a big car enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, fun fact, side note. Anyway, so this guy who's doing this big build, he made, had shirts and jackets and everything made for all of us that match. So when we're at no! the event, we'll all be decked out in it's got the name of his the guy's car shop in california on the back and then it's got our names stitched on the jacket they're dickie's jackets and dickie's oh like my God. Work shirts, and then it mine says victoria dudette 
because <laughs> he's like 80 years old and he had these things made and they're so big <laughs> like no one's fit <laughs> like everyone's gonna have to like share them and change the names on them because none of them fit because it was just like, this overexcited so 80 year old making shirts for all of us so it was so oh funny. my god yeah. he's the one building the the vehicle he's not built he's paying for it to be built oh he's paying for it yeah it's like and an old like 50s you- oldmobile sled it's, it's supposed to be pretty cool so right on and then like you all have like big question marks on the back for the riddler yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, i'm a huge batman fan yeah. so anyway yeah other than that i've just been kind of you know doing some work around the house, kind of getting ready for spring. I did a huge cleaning of like all the upholstery, got a new rug, did some gardening. I'm ready for it to get nice out. I've already seen cherry blossoms on the trees downtown here. Today was sunny too. It was. And I was like, it must almost be February. Mm -hmm. Here are the cherry blossoms. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Star Trek gossip. Uh, Now I I told you this already. Uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Mm. She has been officially invited to return as Guinan for season two of Picard. So it could be for uh, a scene it could be for an episode but uh it was pretty cute to see it happen when when he, patrick stewart asked her on the view she was really emotional like everybody that was on the show was like i've never seen you like this she's like it was the best time really? of my life being on that show and so it was actually like you know whether you love or hate guinan like it was a pretty cool moment so who the fuck would hate guinan well you know there's there's people out there that don't like people oh and, i don't know oh, i can see um uh what else i don't like women i get it they don't like women they don't like bartenders yeah i get it um that's exciting i think so and then there's been an announcement that they're gonna do there's talk of two more shows which takes the total now of shows in production or in some form of production to 47 um, yeah i was gonna say I'm, that I'm sounds right by my math yeah fuck no, I think it's like seven, like this. So uh, anyway, shit. I had some theories uh, about what it could be. Of course, people are thinking it's going to be Pike and 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 that trio with number one and um, and Spock. Uh, I'm I'm thinking maybe it'll be a Q TV show, maybe it'll be a Borg TV show, or maybe oh. an HBO Starfleet Academy that's just all sex and nudity the whole time. <laughs> I'd be into that. There you go. And uh, there doesn't seem to be much talk anymore in the world about a Tarantino uh, Star Trek film. Um, I want it to happen. I think I'm the only one who does because all I hear online is people thinking it's stupid. But I love Tarantino. And I think if he's going to do something, I think he should do something completely like original characters. Like don't bring back goddamn original series. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the original series reboots personally. Just do something in the world of Star Trek. So you can have references to Klingons and you can have references and then do like a space 60s homage to that kind of thing. Because that's what Tarantino does is he pays tributes to styles right so yeah true anyway i'd like to see it but uh, i'd also Mm. watch anything so whatever (laughs) that's all i got i mean there's probably more out there but i just didn't listen and look plenty i think it's plenty for this yeah there's also talk about some guy doing a a fourth star trek movie like the chris pine but he was saying that i don't know if i'm going to bring back those people if i i might just want to do my own take so there's Mm. talk of of star trek movies but you know what Eh there's enough going on with tv i'm happy with tv yeah i'm speaking of tv mm. i've got like a two-hour gray's anatomy pvr'd well you can cut that <laughs> <laughs> i purchased on apple itunes the i can't remember if it's the third or the fourth season of sons of anarchy and i was <gasps> watching the first episode and the first episode is the one where they're just the leaving wedding. prison the yeah wedding. and they we get to meet roosevelt and yes. that guy that is like the Teddy Roosevelt. It is a documentary filmed in real time. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. I'm excited to rewatch. Did you go to Curious Comics today to get the the Picard comic? I did. Thank you. you. Yeah. Yay. Woo-hoo. Oh, good. So I got the trio Yay. now to read. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Whoa. Wait. Hey. Hold on. Oh. Something's going on. It looks like the, the hand of my. Oh, phew. I thought my Tasha Yar figurine hand had broken off. It's just the angle I was looking at. Oh, my God. Right? Okay. We're changing up how we do fast facts. Yeah. It's not about us anymore. No one cares. Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. I don't I, don't I, I know enough about myself. I'm fine. Yeah, I me think too. I, know I don't enough need to rehash. You. Yeah, I don't need to rehash embarrassing shit. No one That's cares if I say I Lloyd or Lloyd. Oh, I don't. I, well, I do. But you know what? Let's keep it between us. Okay. We got to have our secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies got to have secrets. Um, so, you know what? I've got some fast facts, but they're about the episode that we're reviewing today that's called Justice. Just Us. Just Us. It's Just Us talking it about is. justice. 
and just us listening to the, I don't know. <laughs> do you want to read off the first one for the people? I do. Yeah, I do. do okay, it. so uh, this is about justice, The the like you just said. Gene Roddenberry, apparently, Pearly... <laughs> He wanted the Edo, which is, if you don't know, and I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, the alien species in this episode, they, they want, he wanted them to wear even less clothing. But Whoa. the costume designer couldn't make it any skimpier without the risk of it falling off altogether. Like, kind of pervy jean, but okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were, they were small, and they were running in them, so. They were. A lot of, lot of tape. A lot of two-sided tape. Uh, and strategic spots for those. <laughs> yeah. um, the filming location was right under the flight path of an airport, which meant that airplanes <laughs> were constantly flying over the head of the actors and the entire scenes filmed there had to be redubbed in post-production. You're kidding. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Nailed what it. Uh, fast fact number three, this was the first script to be commissioned for the series after Star Trek Next Generation Encounter at Farpoint. Really? Yes. However, due to the extensive rewrites, imagine that, that the story went through, it ended up being the eighth episode to be filmed. Hmm. I would be so curious to see the first. Is it, like, it was already pretty crude. Like, Mm. I wonder Mm -hmm. what they had to cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fabric. (laughs) Yeah. The cheese. <laughs> Farts. <laughs> okay, and here's the final fast fact. The Edo exteriors were filmed at the Tillman Water Reclamation Plant in North Los Angeles and the section with Wesley's Fall at the Huntington Library in Pasadena. The Tillman plant was used to represent Starfleet Academy and Starfleet Headquarters in later Star Trek episodes. Oh, how about that? I know. We need to go to the Huntington well, Library in Pasadena and throw ourselves into a to. flower bed. Yeah. Yeah. Just crash through a greenhouse. I bet it happens like every just- day. <laughs> <laughs> Fans are just Wesley. descending upon that poor gardener's, you know, award-winning roses. Yeah. Oh, dahlias. Oh, God. Not today. No. Anyway. That's all interesting. You know what? I think it's fun. What do you guys think? Tell us. Or don't. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll never know. I don't. I have no idea what people think of this podcast. I'm in the dark. L- you Ages. are Ray Charlesing it up when it comes to our social media world. Oh, Sarah. What? We <laughs> <laughs> just like just turn off the whole thing. You never hear. You never hear from me again. <laughs> I never knew that I could go too far, but apparently referring to the fact that Ray Charles could not see was what drew the line and crossed it. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, he, w- he wouldn't even know a line if he saw one. <sighs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Um. <laughs> All right. Um, on to Slumber Party Games. Games, 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 games. We did three. Yeah. We should. Po- I should probably have just done one so that we have these going on to future episodes. But whatever, I don't care. Well, no, that's like rationing food. No, I'm just gonna eat now. I'm hungry. Like whatever. Totally. So I run out. Uh, the first one was something to do with um, what kind of outfit are you gonna wear? I think it said like set phasers to stunning. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got Operations Red. I'm driven, intelligent, and supremely capable. So talented that your abilities often come as a surprise to the people around you. The crew in Operations often get an early start on their careers and go on to lead long, prominent lives. Notable crew would be Uhura and Engineer Scott. Um, uh, so I got Operations Yellow. Oh, I, great color yeah, on you. I, yeah, <laughs> I always assumed that, uh, and you know, the fucking uniform I commissioned is science blue, so I don't agree with this. Mm. Um, anyway, pardon me, it says you're strong and confident. Well, everyone else is busy talking, you're busy doing. <laughs> Without operations, nothing would actually get done. They're the most reliable crew aboard the Enterprise, and you embody that spirit. Yeah, for sure. Like that year, I didn't take any flex days. It's true. Yeah. Well, that one's dumb. Next one. (laughs) I don't agree with that. I'm writing a strongly worded letter to BuzzFeed. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yeah. For the next one, uh, what Star Trek race should you belong to? Was this the one that was like 40 questions? It was like a... 
Where the hell like did you find Jackson this? Briggs like, test or something? Like, Briggs what the Myers. fuck is Jackson Briggs? Briggs Myers or whatever it's called. Myers Briggs. Oh, Jackson Triggs. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wine for those of you who don't know. <laughs> That's a wine. It's a blended wine made in BC from other wines. It's like slept oh, over swill. Yeah. <laughs> did you do that Jackson Triggs test? Yeah. I got liver damage. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) On that note, um, I got, I got betazoid. Really? Betazoids are telepathic. And after that person told me that I have like special powers, here we go. Uh, Betazoids are a telepathic species who hail from the Federation planet Beta Z. Yeah, no shit. Uh, multiple yeah, really. colonies are established near their home planet, and they're an especially peaceful people. This does not mean, however, that they are always popular. As a telepathic people, Betazoids have embraced honesty to the point that they come across as rude to other cultures. Especially, Betazoids are indistinguishable from humans bearing that their eyes are entirely black. Mm -hmm. They can crossbreed with humans (laughs) and Klingons with a gestation period of (laughs) 10 months. Like, so much detail. Uh, (laughs) Deanna Troy is one of the main crew members of the Next Generation's Enterprise, and she's half Beta Z. Uh, There we go. I got Denobulin. What the fuck is it, Denobulin? Denobulin? It's, um, fucking Phlox. Dr. Phlox. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. With the Joker smile, another the, Batman reference. The Denobulin, Denobulin are a species from the planet Denobula or Denobula and were among some of the first species to make contact with Earth. They are a curious and inquisitive species known for their patience yeah, and their large family groups can be very complex. Denobulins are dis. I had to Google this, discomfited by solitude. So they're uncomfortable with solitude and I'm like, no. <laughs> And they live in large groups with very extended large families. Also, no. Typically, denobulins are polyamorous. No. (laughs) Denobulins have very long lifespans, being known to live for up to 300 years. Unlikely. (laughs) And they are characterized by the prominent ridges along the sides of their faces with an enlarged brow ridge, a ridge chin, and a vertical crevice in their forehead. Accurate. This this is part... This is true. Um... (laughs) I'm going to have the surgery to make that happen. Yeah. Body they have in, they, I, this isn't over. They have incredibly <laughs> long tongues and the ridges oh. continue over the rest of their body. No comment. <laughs> oh my God. Like, again, like, who did this? I quiz? Love it. The quiz was so intense. I know. So, I'm like, is this the LSAT? I think I this know. is like a website where people can create their own quizzes. Yeah. And so that can, can you know, lead to some really interesting. <laughs> Good one. I feel like my quiz would be like, which race do you want to be? Pick <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you hungry right now? Oh, I like these questions. They're really getting to the yes. depth of my soul. Yes, yes always. <laughs> yes, no, maybe always. <laughs> You're Snape. <laughs> <laughs> always. But it was a Star Wars quiz. <laughs> How did I get Snape? Anyway. Uh, uh, the last one came from the same website and it was which ds9 <laughs> character are you i got jedzia dax oh yeah confident fun loving and competitive you find it easy to make friends and enemies. enemies watch, watch out, out. <laughs> just because someone does not agree with you does not necessarily mean that they are wrong did you get the same I got the same. And you know what? I don't know about you, but this is so me. Just like slap my face on Dax's face. That's me. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Because she sounds like kind of a dick. Jadzia Dax is the bomb. Yeah, I think she's really pretty. And doesn't she marry Worf? Mm-hmm. And they also are together in real life mm-hmm. for a brief period. Mm-hmm. She's so pretty. She married Adam Nimoy in real life. Leonard's son. Really? Mm-hmm. Keeping it in the family? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, we're just plowing through this. We are. I finished you know my what? beer. Do you need another one? Because this is gonna. My synopsis is like three pages. Oh, uh, single spaced <laughs> font nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arial small. Do um, you need to get a beer? Because I could grab. I could grab a bathroom break. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I don't really want a beer, but maybe I'll be able to do a quick make of a dark and stormy because I have a ginger beer set aside specifically for tonight. Do it. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay, beer back. Bye. Jammed in this couch. Are you there? No. (gasps) I'm gonna not 
not say anything when she gets back and see what she says. <gasps> Here she comes. Hello? Swallow. There we go. Oh, not the name of my sex tape. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yo, oh my God. Can you <laughs> school bus full of kindergartners near that one? All right. Censor that. Nope. All right. Are we ready? Nope. The episode synopsis? Yeah. Nope. Justice by Haley. All right, everyone. Fucking strap in. This is a comprehensive strap synopsis. <laughs> So you all remember this episode was on the start date 41255.6. The Enterprise has dropped off a group of people to colonize a class M planet and then on their merry way come across another class M planet in the neighboring Rubicon star system. Picard says the planet is unusually lovely, which is also something I've been called by at least two different people and I'm not sure what to make of that. <laughs> like my back on the Enterprise, Wesley's not only on the bridge, but is sitting in the same cool kids row as the captain and Troy and what would be Riker if he wasn't on an away mission to meet with the inhabitants of the lovely planet. I know. So Picard tells Troy that Riker told him that the aliens called the Edo look very similar to us. And then Dr. Crusher, who I'm not loving in this season, though I should be grateful because I really don't like Dr. Pulaski, hmm. busts into the conversation and Troy's like, can you not? Right? I know. Rude. Bitch. Crusher's like, the previous mission has made everyone really tired and shore leave, which is a great Tom Waits song, by the way. Hmm is warranted for most of the folks on board. Meanwhile, Wesley is wearing all tan. Killing it. (laughs) Riker and the away team enter the bridge, and holy F, does he look amazing. He still has no beard, but that smile is fucking dazzling. He says the planet's beauty will startle, which prompts Crusher to fucking butt in again and say, sounds great for the children. Hey, Crusher, you know who can take care of Wesley? Send him to my quarters. I'll show him what to be startled about. (laughs) Oh, God. Speaking of which, Jordy makes a comment about the law-abiding citizens who are ultra-clean and that they make love at the drop of a hat. Any hat. What kind of hat? Says Cowboy hat? Any hat, apparently. Hmm. Just, like, dropping hats, like... Your heads are going to get cold. You're going to catch a chill. Yeah. Amazingly, there's nothing negative to report, though Data starts to pick up something on the sensors, some sort of object that no one can see, and Yar and Worf quickly dismiss it as a glitch. And I'm like, sorry, can the future not have glitches when it comes to space travel? Like, I'm okay with my phone glitching out, but a spaceship? Have it, like, figure it out. Figure it out. Picard says he'll approve shore leave if it's not all too good to be true. Sounds more like snore leave, am I right? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And he invites Wesley to join the away team team to check it out. Ah, that's safety in numbers. Jesus Christ. So the team beams down on this beautiful planet full of running, scantily clad, blonde hair, blue eyed, white. Um, Sounds like what my fear factor thing would be. Wear this outfit in public and run. Um, I'll take the scorpion box, please. (laughs) I'll drink the goat urine. I don't care. So these people, the the Edo, they're super affectionate and it seems to excite the away team. Troy senses happiness and friendship. Mm. Fri- happiness and friendship. I don't know where the fuck that came from anyway. <laughs> yeah, chimney sweep from Harry Poppins. <laughs> Worf awkwardly hugs one of the women back and says, nice planet to Riker. The Edo are confused by Wesley's youth. And so unlike me, act appropriately and briefly hug him. (laughs) (laughs) They run to the 
chamber council. Everyone is running. Everyone is exercising. This is a cult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I heard about this on a I know. crime podcast, I think. The away team is led uh, away to go have fun. Back on the bridge. The glitch is reported not to be a glitch at all. Data hails the object and it shows itself and red alert immediately goes off without anyone acting. Inv- act- oh, damn it. Uh, I have to redo that line back on the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> the glitch is reported not to be a glitch at all. Data hails the object and it shows itself and red alert immediately goes off without anyone activating it. Flaw. Fail. Yeah. Picard tells Jordan to have a real look as if he isn't <laughs> fucking blind. So Jordy just walks to another closer window and looks out. <laughs> just kidding. He conducts his pictorial analysis because he's got that sweet, sweet visor. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, a mysterious bubble comes into the ship and contact is cut from the away team. Another bubble comes onto the bridge and it floats in front of Picard before commanding, state the purpose of what you have done. And the ship rocks back and forth and Picard's like, whoa, cool it. And the bubble is like, don't leave your life forms on this planet like you did on that other planet, you piece of shit. And renders Data unconscious before he can say anything annoying. Hmm. Down on the planet, more physical exercise continues to make me feel bad about myself. Mm. And the guy who played Wesley's stunt double kills a few cartwheels. Forrest talks about restraining himself with Earth females when it comes to sex, and I take a hot minute to come back from that. (laughs) Yes! Uh, Cold shower. Jesus. Riker realizes that communication with the ship is cut off. Meanwhile, Yar is sitting with two folks who talk about the past where there used to be a lot of disorderly conduct. And now there are law enforcement that patrol a punishment zone. And I get momentarily excited that the actor that plays Liator also played Jack for a spell in Days of Our Lives. But IMDb quickly determines that that is a lie. So close. Right? He looks like him. Mm. The punishment zone just shows up wherever and whenever. And anyone who violates a rule within the zone is killed by the mediators. It keeps people honest, you know? Mm. Worf is immediately concerned that Wesley will fuck up and so they go looking for him. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, Wesley does fuck up. He catches a ball and falls onto some plants. New plants touching them or ruining them in some way is a rule violation. And so these plants are also in the day's punishment zone. Mediators show up. Wesley's like, I'm so sorry. And then he delivers his famous quote in a forced lower tone voice. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Starfleet. We don't lie. That's also Kevin from The Office. And I, pre- and I pretend I don't hear that because I don't need to hear that shit from him. Mediators take that as a guilty plea and whip out the saddest looking death needle I've ever seen. Riker drops one of them, and Worf and Yar target their phasers on the needle guy who drops the syringe. The guy on the ground says everyone in the zone would have gotten the death needle if the zone was still active, so I guess the zone is no longer active for some reason? Mm. Riker calls the ship again with no luck. On the bridge. The bubble fucks off and communication is restored. Data is ferried to sickbay and Picard tells Riker he's beaming down. The same opening footage of people running is shown, which is just fucking lazy if you just ask me. (laughs) Picard and the away team sit down with the Edo. Picard explains that Earth no longer executes criminals. Liator slash Jack says if earthlings are so powerful and holier than thou, then they can use their powers to get Wesley. The timeline is set for sundown. Picard ignores this and talks about the vessel in orbit around the planet. Do you mean God? They ask. I know. Data, meanwhile, has since regained consciousness. And guess who fucking interrupts again? Dr. Crusher. She says Data needs to talk to Picard right away. Picard and one of the Edo beam board. Um, Picard asked her to identify God, like that object spiraling the ship. She gets all jacked out. Jacked off. <laughs> jacked off? Oh my God. Yoikes. Well, Starting that again. Good way to calm down and focus on what needs to be done is take care of business first. Mm. She gets all jacked about looking out a window. She sees the vessel and starts praying to it. I think it looks like a mall. And I might do the same depending on what stores are inside. What's like the same? Ross, 
Ross or Sephora. Mm. The godship says, return my child. That's Palpatine now. (laughs) And starts towards the Enterprise. The chick is transported and the ship backs off. Like Mm. it was a really quick sort of like, Mm. don't worry, everything's cool. Picard goes to talk to Data and has zero time for Data's so-called babbling, asking him for pertinent information. Throughout the episode, they've been talking about the Prime Directive, but I'm pretty sure they already violated the Prime Directive by making contact with a species that isn't warp capable, which I would argue interferes with the natural development of a species. So when they start talking about the Prime Directive, I don't really get it. But whatever. Crusher is all pissy about Wesley being on the execution block and tells them both to shut up. And I think she should be put in the airlock. <laughs> Card wrestles with the implications of going against the laws of the Edo. Edo? Who's that? <laughs> Crusher, cr- yeah. Crusher beams down with Picard to the planet, ensuring, and he says to her, um, like, I won't allow them to execute Wesley no matter what. So, like, why fucking bother having the prime directive at all, I guess? Mm-hmm. Picard and Crusher beam right into the chocolate fountain, and Wesley <laughs> steps around the corner looking rather sheepish. The Edo beg Picard not to interfere with their custom. And Picard says, well, I have to abide by my laws, and that, you know, he's concerned about violating the prime directive, but will pay the costs. And Wesley's like, but wait, does that mean everyone will die? And Picard's like, this doesn't concern you, boy. (laughs) But what? (laughs) But anyway, and then I start reading the same quote again. Earth justice versus whatever this planet is called justice. Justice standoff. Picard asks to transport back to the ship, but the Edo god prevents it from occurring. Then someone says something, I didn't catch it, and they're beamed out. Back on the bridge, Picard says to the god ship that he'll remove the colonists from the adjoining solar system planet if the ship provides him with a sign. So he's like, oh, show me a a sign and I'll like remove the colonists. But the god ship kind of just like lights up slightly and then disappears. So I don't know. And then they don't actually say what they're going to do. They just fucking take off. The hmm. end. That is that. So what do you think about this episode? You know what? I got some notes. Let's see. All right. I've got I've got some thoughts and I got some favorite moments. Okay, going back and watching this season, season one, I am so disappointed in the writing (laughs) for the female characters in general. Now, I say that specifically because in this episode, it's made to look like Yar dropped the ball big time. Oh, I looked to the laws; they're fairly simple, common sense. Or even worse, she picked up the method of execution. It looks like some sort of syringe. Yet no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, really. Oh my God. Like just, why is she even there? You know, first she gets her head bit off in the previous episode and then they do this for her. And it's just disappointing. Like, come on. Like they just watching it now. I'm, I'm so bummed about the deal, the raw deal that Yar got. Number she two. really did. Oof, yeah. Uh, what was up with the prime directive in this episode? I thought they weren't yes. supposed to make contact with pre-warp civilizations. So I guess that only applies to species that aren't looking for orgies. So <laughs> uh, Data realized that he babbles and does nothing to address this error in his ways and continues to babble for years and years and years. You'd think that an AI would uh, adjust their um, programming and deal with that, but no. And then... Oh, I hate to I hate to bring this one up, Haley, and I want us to still be friends. We will. I know what this Riker is be about. was being <gasps> smug and needing to constantly get in the last word in this whole episode. What has justice been as simple as a rule book? Short and sweet, godlike efficiency. Just shut up, number one. Nobody asked you. He reminds me of the douchebag in Die Hard that gets shot in the face. Alan? No, uh, the guy that worked at Nakatomi Plaza that was like, hey, Bubby, I'm your white knight. I've only the seen that movie twice. Oh, I for just fuck's sake. remember Alan falling off the. <sighs> anyway, I just, season one, you know, again, season one, season one, season one, Yar is disappointing. Season one, Riker is a douchebag. Season one, Data is annoying. Season one, Jordy is the bomb. Like, he's my favorite character right now because he's always just kind of funny and, and not too overpowering of anything. So my favorite moment, Wesley's pants and the way he described a baseball bat, Worf talking about restraining himself. I mean, who wasn't, who wouldn't want that image? And then the best line ever in any episode of television. And I welcome this huge one. Name me your sex tape. <laughs> 
nice planet. Oh my God. So So that's where I'm at with that. What were your thoughts? For me, I think I slid in a lot of my thoughts in the synopsis, but I'll just underscore that if I wasn't clear, uh, I'm just like not having Crusher's fucking attitude in this episode. Mm. Like I get that your kid is at risk or whatever, but like don't have your kid on the Enterprise then. And then don't interrupt people. It's rude. Also the Edo, those Mm. were some deep V outfits. Am I right? They weren't outfits. It was like somebody attacked them with scotch tape. Totally. And they were all blonde and tanned and exercised. Like, what's their secret? (laughs) Crack. (laughs) Also, yeah, it was legit. Same as you, Data Babbling was obviously not explored after this episode because he continues to do that for the rest of his days. He'd want to improve himself, but he, he doesn't. Nope. Fuck. Anyway, this episode, you know, like I see it again for the eye candy and for Riker's smile. Like I'll give Riker a pass for his, you know, and if I could just mute Crusher otherwise, but like they were still bad with horse makeup. I don't know. I I would see it again. I'd watch it again. Uh, okay. So um, you say see it. Dan. What do you, what do you say? I, I say see it. I say see it back to back. I say make it your new Christmas feel good. Oh, like, I don't oh know. My God, it's great. Should. It's fun. Uh, Dan said skip it. Those Edo outfits. I just can't. Every time I see them, it reminds me of Herbert in the Family Guy A Quest for Stuff game dressed up in one. Death penalty for flower trampling? Yeah, okay. What is this? The Purge? Okay, have you watched The Purge, Dan? That's not in any way... This no. That is the worst reference. If you're going to make a That's... reference, reference The Walking Dead, where Carol shoots that little girl in the back of the head while telling her to look at the flowers. That I can understand. <laughs> She was a little serial killer. She killed her sister. She had it coming. That's dark. It was really, it was one of the darkest episodes I've ever seen of TV. It was good. And I've watched Oz. (laughs) That shit gets dark too. Chris Uh, Maloney. Um, (laughs) Chris Maloney. The rest of them. Okay. And Bill said, skip it. And then simply, I'm from Starfleet. We don't lie. Um, (laughs) Bill and Dan clearly have no idea about how to have a good time because this episode has everything. It's got a seductive wharf, a seductive Riker, an adorable Wesley. I mean, come on, guys. Don't you see the appeal? (laughs) Oh, wait. No. The women don't Maybe do not. much for this episode, really. Their characters are disappointing. The bad That's bad writing true. for the ladies in this one. Big time. Well, you know, Dan, Bill and Dan also have, like, sophisticated taste. They like the really well-written, thought-provoking episodes, whereas I just, like, I just want something funny. So, yeah, to true. each their own. So, on that note, I have a would you rather. Yes. Would you rather go for a jog tomorrow in the Edo outfit <laughs> or let Wesley try and teach you how to play ball? <laughs> Uh, that one will be going out to the public, but then I have one just for you and me. Would you rather learn the hard way regarding Worf and his wild ways in the bedroom or make love at the drop of a hat with Riker, but the blonde Edo chickie is there too? <gasps> oh, man. But also, can I pick the Wesley one where he teaches me how to play with his balls? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I'm just kidding. That's awful. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Just to be clear, I imagine him as 18 plus. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you know what? what? I don't want to share Riker. Hmm. I don't want to share. I get it. And, unless I could like, um, I get it. That's why Worf the, in his wild ways. Sounds horrifying. Like, and, and then maybe I could like call in sick because I'm not able to walk. Yeah. And I'm like, bleeding <laughs> profusely for days. Like, <laughs> stuff is setting in. A chunk of hair is missing. So my scalp <laughs> needs some treatments and, never grows back <laughs> i just do a tattoo on there it's like just war- it just says wharf on it wharf was here wharf w- was here w u z the space was. for rent <laughs> oh my god that's really yeah i think i would have to go with wharf because i don't want to share Riker. i don't want to say i'm jealous but i'm terribly jealous i'm a gemini and you yeah no same yeah I, I, if Chicky was there, she'd be strangled with her fucking bodysuit. So let's just. Yeah, I, I was like, I would like kick you. I'd straighten out that tight curled perm. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. good lord, bitch! I just hate her now. Um, I know, me too. Oh, Wait, I wonder what's like, it like uh, running and your skin stays in one spot. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, I currently have Dr. Scholl's in my slippers. Like, fuck my life. <laughs> my feet are really bad right now. 
Oh no, I'm sorry. Something's wrong with my arches. They're just like I ache. Anyway. yeah i wouldn't be able to last long on that planet i'd throw myself into the flowers (laughs) just end it for me i can't jog anymore oh god my lungs i used to smoke it's true um i'm really curious about what that chick is doing now i'm gonna look i looked her up oh yeah she murdered eight people in a (laughs) no she's done she's done stuff but nothing that i i know yeah that's all i got are we going to rewind now? We're rewinding. Getting into some memories. But again, what are we doing? We're doing something different. Yeah. We're switching it up. Do you want me to say something? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm putting in a nice dramatic pause. We're changing it up. Oh, Tune in. Um, I was debating about whether I wanted to say something again that was kind of self-deprecating, like, oh, you know, because nobody wants to listen to us because we fucking suck, so we're going to talk more about Star Trek. But that's really kind of what it is, is after listening to the last week's episode and having to edit through us just barking on and on about just shit, I was like, no one wants to listen to this. So nobody asked for this but i'm still making changes and you know what (laughs) let us know if if you like if you like us just rambling we'll ramble if you want us to talk trek we'll talk trek do you really want that taco recipe in a free fridge i can't guarantee it but we'll look into it don't get old el paso taco shells they had mold and i ate two really yes my taco shells i bought old el paso flour shells Opened up a freshly sealed good till the end of the year. I ate two, you know, and then I was going for my third. And there was like a slight fur on the corner of like all of them. And I was like, that's it. I guess I'm, this is, I'm, this is my last will and testament. Haley, you get everything. And yeah, uh, you also get everything. Yeah. I've said this. The password to my laptop is. (sighs) All right. (laughs) So memories, we're doing something different. We are going to break down our top 10 favorite episodes of the next generation of all time, starting with number 10. And we're going to give like each a little like spiel about why it's one of our favorites of all time. Um, Before we start, did you, um, in your decision to make your list of top 10, rewatch any of these right away? Or are you now kind of determined to watch them again? Or what's up? Determined to watch again. I made the list without watching any i just immediately knew which ones i was like that one that one that one that one that one that one mm-hmm. so to be clear for people who are listening we are doing one per episode mm-hmm. not all 10 mm-hmm. so it gives that element of surprise for us because i don't know what your top 10 list is and you don't know what mine is so yours. it'll yeah. be fun if they're the same one or if you're shocked or yeah, yeah. so okay let's go with the so, best one first that's you what mm-hmm cause and effect it is directed by jonathan frakes and is the most common episode on tv when i see that tng is on like every time i go to space channel tng is on it's always fucking cause and effect never mad the premise is enterprise is stuck in a temporal causality loop loop starts with a poker game Continues for about a day until the crew started uh, it notices a spatial anomaly. Oh, yeah. A ship, yeah, a ship emerges from the anomaly, and Picard takes Data's advice over Rikers to avoid a collision. But the other ship ends up clipping the Enterprise's warp nacelle, which causes the Enterprise to explode, and then the loop starts again. And so the crew doesn't appear to notice that they're in the loop, but Crusher, who I now like, starts to notice things like noises before she goes to sleep that aren't her dead husband snoring and what cards data will deal in their poker game. The senior crew figure out that they're in a loop when they're listening to the noises that Crusher ends up recording. And they turn out to be like desperate commands from themselves from previous loops. So they figure out that they're in a loop and that the loop restarts when the ships collide, but they don't know how to avoid the collision. And data's like, wait, I can, this is like word for word. I can send myself a message in the next loop to avoid the collision by taking Riker's command instead of my own. Beep, boop, bop. <laughs> and so <laughs> when the next Nailed loop it. starts, <laughs> beep, boop, bop. When the next loop starts, the number three starts to emerge in several instances, like the game. 
and data starts to interpret that this is the number of pips on Riker's uniform. And so he executes Riker's command, which allows the Enterprise to avoid the collision. And then the anomaly disappears and the loop ends and the crew discovers that they've been in the loop for 17 days. And then the other ship turns out has been missing for 90 years. Whoa. So, so Picard welcomes the USS, uh, the USS Bozeman to the 24th century and the captain Fraser from cheers. <gasps> Beast I also from know, he also had his own show Fraser. I know. Anyway, I love this episode and I always watch it when I catch it on TV. That's me. Your turn. Um, I chose for my number 10, season four, episode 14, Clues. Mm. The Enterprise goes through a small wormhole with everyone on board other than Data being knocked unconscious for about 30 seconds. Soon after, the crew begins to see anomalies, starting with Dr. Crusher, who is growing a spore in the lab. After the blackout, she finds that the spores have undergone 24 hours of growth. Picard begins to suspect that Data might not be telling them the truth about how long they were unconscious. Counselor Troy has a scary hallucination, while Lieutenant Worf learns that he has had he had recently broken his wrist. It becomes apparent to Picard that Data is acting under orders. He's not quite prepared, however, when Data reveals the identity of the person who had given those orders, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. So look at us. We both chose for number 10 an episode with some kind of weird situation happening that Data is able to fix or like be aware of. Yeah. You picked the one with the, the, the time loop and I picked the one with the lost time. Um, my favorite line in this comes from Guinan. Tell him it's Gloria from Cleveland. Because <laughs> she goes into the Dixon Hill hollow suite in the dress and all that. My least favorite line comes from sad Miles O'Brien. Everything I touch seems to turn brown and wither away. Talking about plants because Keiko's trying to force her likes onto him. Um, And the reason why it's my favorite episode, number 10, is that it's just a good mystery. I liked the whole idea of the episode and I didn't really know what to expect when I watched it the first time. So it's great. That's my story. That's number 10. Do you want to, is there anything you want to say about Picard episode one? So uh, from what I understand, the internet is like, it's like really slow, like slowly going where no man has gone before. And I'm kind of thinking, okay. Like I chatted with my folks and they were like, yeah, it was like really slow. And I'm like, am I the only one who thinks it wasn't slow? It was like super action packed, right? What was slow about it? The fact that he was questioned about everything he stood for as a person under the duress of like, under the camera lights or the fact that a girl got murdered or the fact that like there, there was a board. On a, I'm sorry. Yeah, if that's slow. Cube, I'm like, okay. And so I was like, yeah, maybe you guys should watch it again. Yeah. Because I just thought it was great. And so the next one's tomorrow, yeah? Mm-hmm. I I am super into it. Yep. And like I said before, I don't care what they do. It could be a still frame of Jean-Luc Picard from a, like a previous episode of TNG for 48 minutes. And I'll still watch it and be like, yes. <laughs> a masterpiece. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Like, I still love it. I'm still super excited. I still know that I'm going to be like a maniac when I see Riker. Mm -hmm. I initially thought, um, so spoiler alert, we thought that the girl was Data's, no, Riker and Troy's kid. Oh, interesting. But I was, yeah, but I was like, but, you know, like she doesn't have the betazoid eyes, but Troy was already like sort of like half betazoid, isn't she? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe it distilled a little more, like if Troy and Riker had a kid that maybe she wouldn't have the Betazoid eyes. But then it was like pretty obvious that she was like Data's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I have some, some questions that I'm looking forward to seeing how they play out. Okay. Yeah. You? I thought it was great. I really liked it. I didn't know what to expect. I still don't know what to expect, but I, 
I'm already pleased as punch, so I can't wait for the next nine episodes. One thing I liked is I like the internet for kind of cluing me in on things that I may have missed. And one thing oh. that you might appreciate, this little little nugget of knowledge, Dodge's boyfriend at the beginning that got killed, he's yeah. the same race as Queen Poe from Star Trek Discovery, the one that had like friends with oh. Tilly. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, they're the same yes. species. So I never caught that until someone made okay. the comment, trekcore.com. Thank you. Yeah, right? Because the eyes. Yeah. 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 So that was cool. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of talk about the Romulans and about um, at the very end in the Borg cube when she was talking to, or that Romulan approached Dodge's sister um, and he was referencing like, oh, I used to have a brother. Some people are thinking maybe that was Nero that he's referring to. Yes. Yes. Um, which is cool, I guess. Cause I get the reference. So <laughs> it should be like, yeah, oh, I understand what same. you mean. Like, I, I like uh, it. Like I get that. I get, I get that. that. I'm, I'm totally up on what's going on. So. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. it was cool. And another thing that was cool was the first episode of the Picard podcast was aired. Trek Geeks Barry from Paul the Treks uh, did his big live thing and it was super cool. So good for you, man. That was awesome. I really enjoyed uh, watching it. Um, yeah. Bill, you too. Good job for just jumping in there when the Canadian Wi-Fi dropped out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that leads me into the rest of the kind of the social media. If we're ready to move on with the episode and call it i think so okay first of all thank you to bill and dan for letting us do this and if you like this and you like them and you like podcasts in general about star trek think about becoming a patreon you get a little bit of extra stuff like me and Haley scream yelling at the tv about the first episode and you know an unedited the unedited version of this bullshit podcast that we're trying to do um so thank you for that uh for more information on these things you could go to the trek geeks website or you could check out their Facebook page or their other page on Facebook that's Camp Kittimer, a really healthy, happy place where you can go talk about Trek. There's no gatekeeping and bullying and all that bullshit. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Trek Rewind. You can find us on Twitter at Trek Rewind. And if you um, love Fansets, our sponsors, who we appreciate all the time and absolutely adore, you can use our code rewind in the caps lock all capitals uh for 15 percent discount so thank you and last but not least because it's the boy band that we all know and love thank you five-year mission for letting us use your music because what else are we gonna do fucking whistle our way out of here that's not gonna happen um yeah so join us next time as we cover the double skip it episode the battle i'm already not looking forward to this bullshit fucking quark episode i'd rather watch hide and Q, but we don't get to fucking watch that because they said see it anyway